The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted, and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? And he said, I am the voice of of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. And they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Several years ago, I mentioned a reflection of blessed John Henry Cardinal Newman regarding his life and ours, and I think it would be good to mention it again, given today's gospel. He said, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. 
He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intending it, if I do but keep his commandments. Therefore, I will trust him. Whatever I may be, I can never be thrown away. Which brings us to St. John the Baptist and today's gospel. And to our own lives, too, if we're willing to take the time to think about that, since what he said applies to us as well. Once again, as we did last week, we have St. John the Baptist. He comes, but notice he doesn't fully understand his mission. He doesn't fully understand even who he is. He doesn't understand what it means in the end. He doesn't understand even his own life or where it's going. He doesn't know his future. The Pharisees come to him. and They begin to ask him questions, or the priests, rather, and the Levites. That's important. They send priests and Levites to speak to John, who, remember, is a priest. I mentioned last week, we never see him functioning as one, or hear of him functioning as one, but he is a priest. So they send Levites and priests to speak to him. And they ask him who he is. Uh, he doesn't tell them who he is, because he's not sure himself. He tells them what he's not. I am not the Christ. He knows that. He knows what he isn't. Then they begin to ask him who he is. Who, what are you then? Are you Elijah? He says, I am not. He is Elijah. Our Lord tells us that. He is the new Elijah, but he doesn't know that. He's lived like Elijah in the desert, as Elijah lived. He ate the way he ate. He dresses the way Elijah dressed. And he's coming to do what Elijah was supposed to do, but he still doesn't believe that he is Elijah. That, isn't, that hasn't been told to him, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't fully understand who he is. And then they ask him, are you the prophet? Remember, once again, the Jews hadn't had a prophet for 400 years and they were waiting for one? And he appeared to be the prophet. He was doing all the right things, which is why people were going out to him. Are you the prophet? He says, no, but he is the last of the prophets. He doesn't know that, though. And they then say to him, then who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? And now John will tell them the one thing he does know, and the only thing to him that really matters. He doesn't need to know everything about his life, as we don't need to know everything. None of us know perfectly who we are. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of who we are, some idea. The people around us might know things about us that we don't know. Was it um, Keats or Browning who said, uh, I'm trying to remember this from my college days, oh, oh, oh what gift the gift to give us to see ourselves as others see us. Uh, so he tells them who he is. 
I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. That's his job, and that's all he needs to know. The rest is unimportant to him. It's important to us, it's important to the the Jewish people, but not to him. He's simply going to do the work he was sent to do. He quotes Isaiah. And they ask him why he baptizes, and he tells them he's preparing the way for another one. And even then, there's some confusion. He will recognize the Lord when he comes. He will point him out and say, Behold the Lamb of God. That's the one. But here again, he doesn't completely know what that means to him. He doesn't know what's going to result from what he's doing. He doesn't know that he will eventually be arrested, imprisoned, and beheaded by Herod. Because of the whim of his wife. He doesn't know that. It doesn't matter, though. All of that is part of God's plan. And whatever he does, in some way, is part of his vocation. It's what he's called to do. And you and I have to see that in our own lives as well. Whatever may happen to us, God is somehow working something out in my life as a result of it. And very often it's going to be particularly because of something unpleasant that happens to me. God will in some way be bringing about the kingdom through that. Our own foolishness can't ruin it. And the evil of the world around us can't ruin it either. That's something that we are simply called to accept and to move forward in faith. It's, fr- it's frustrating for us sometimes, isn't it? We'd like to have our lives in control. We'd like to know where we're, where we're going. We'd like to be able to say, yes, tomorrow this will happen. In 10 years I will be here and 20 years there. But we don't know that. As I said, it isn't important that we should know it. The only need to know that we are doing what God has called us to do. Oddly enough, that's one of the things we are often least attentive to. I know what I want to do, but what God might be calling me to be, I know my state in life, maybe as a married person, fine, God's calling me to this, to be a husband, wife, father, mother. I know if I'm a single person that I'm being called to do that right now. I do not know what that will mean in five years or ten years. I have an idea, and it may be one that works out because it may be part of God's plan too, but I won't absolutely know that until that happens. So um, John then gives us this example of our own calling. But Cardinal Newman wasn't finished yet. He had something else to say to himself and to us. Uh, And I would point out as well that if there are certain things in our lives, the rest, I think, won't matter. For instance, if the Lord is the center of our lives and if the Eucharist is the center of our lives, we have everything together. We don't have to worry. Uh, We just keep moving forward. The Lord comes to us to transform us, to give us the strength to do whatever must be done. So Cardinal Newman concluded by saying, if I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take my friends away. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate. Make my spirit sink. Hide my future from me. 
still, he knows what he is about. I'd like to repeat that last line. He may take my friends away. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink, hide my future from me. Still, he knows what he is about. That was the life of John the Baptist, and that should be ours as well. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come together rejoicing in the advent of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will strive to know the will of God in their lives and to respond to it, especially the church persecuted, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they may know God, may seek his will, and know his church and his gospel, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, that in their lives in particular they may know that they are working out the will of God. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb at this time, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will respond to the will of God as they know it in their lives, for greater reverence for the prophetic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having first heard the call of God and become holy, they may then preach holiness to others, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all of us here, we may respond to John the Baptist's call to repentance, confession, and conversion. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Prophets as we sing. Mm-hmm. 